You fought in the Clone Wars? Roger, Roger. Everyone and welcome to this week's Fans of the Force Clone Wars Rewind. This week we're talking about Ambush, which is actually episode one of season one. So we're back where it all started. This episode originally aired October 3rd, 2008. In this episode, Jedi Master Yoda and three clone troopers face off against Ventress and her massive droid army to prove that the Jedi are strong enough to protect a strategic planet and forge a treaty for the Republic. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Adrian. Hey, guys. How's it going, Cat? Hey, Cat Ray. Hey. hey, Adrian. How's it going? It's going dandy, man. Just dandy. So this is the... Real, honest-to-God, first episode of the Clone Wars series. I can't believe it. We're in order now. <laughs> For a little while, at least, yeah. For a little while, yeah. Yeah. It took us how many Clone Wars talks to get to episode one? Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Six or something like but that. But here's the thing. Five. Now, episode one makes a little bit more sense. Oh, yeah. I have to confess that when I originally watched the Clone Wars straight through. Yeah. This episode confused the heck out of me. Oh, me too. Like, going going from the movie to this episode, yeah. I was like, uh, what? What's happening? Yeah. Like, suddenly where's Yoda Rhoda? is there. Yeah, where's Rhoda? No, it's more like, you know, where's Ahsoka? Where's Anakin? Where's Obi-Wan? Like, what are, you know, we're now on this random planet with Yoda and Ventress and the Toydarians, and I... I will totally admit that I was confused. Yeah, about. I was too. I mean, I same exact issues too. It's like, uh, okay, so we're gonna start with just this Yoda centric episode after this this big movie with all these characters and stuff, and we're gonna focus on the green guy. Which don't get me wrong, the more Yoda, the better for me. I mean, I absolutely love the Yoda character, and to see him in in this light too was um, was a good. But I like it better in the context that, you know, if you watch them in chronological order, like we are for this podcast sake purpose, um, you know, it makes a lot more sense. And and actually, when you think back now at the episodes that we've seen thus far, there's not a lot of Obi-Wan. There's not a lot of Anakin. There's not a lot of Ahsoka yet. It's all it's still all leading up to some of those big character arcs that we get to know and love. Um, but this this makes more sense after the episodes that, that lead up to this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, we like. I feel like we say this, or at least I say this every Rewind episode. <laughs> Watching it in chronological order is making it so... So, so much better for me. Ten, ten times. In fact, I would, um, if anybody that I know is considering watching Clone Wars, I'm never going to say watch it in, in run order. Watch it in yeah. chronological order. Because, it, it, I mean, the enjoyment factor just skyrockets. You know, a- Ambush was always one of those enjoyable episodes for me. You know, I, I really like Ambush. 
but seeing it in context and in order and I, I guess just the this is the first time I've seen Ambush in, in years, right? So I got a different perspective on it now and just again with the context. I would put Ambush as one of my favorite episodes of the Clone Wars. Really? Wow. I I, I really, really love this episode. It's a great season one episode. It's, it's one of the few of a, great season one episodes. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's kind of a fun capsule episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it and, is, it is, but at the same time, it's totally not. It needs the context of everything that comes before it. At oh, least, yeah. I, at least the one episode before, in yes, chronological yes. order. It, Supply it, lines, it, it, yes, absolutely. Because I remember watching this for the first time, going. Okay, this is the Clone Wars TV show, the very first one, and I was confused. And I was like, I'm mm-hmm. not sure I'm I'm digging this. I'm not I was on the fence. But now yes. after watching it with with a little bit of structured intro, I'm totally down with it. And I love this episode now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to well, to to say that it's a good one one episode, I am gonna disagree with that. Okay. I mean, yes, and I and I get what you're saying in in that case. Like it it works much better having watched supply lines because I was really confused when I initially watched it as to why the Toydarians were there and what was yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. And so having seen supply lines, you're like, oh yeah, of course, you know, they kind of under the table were helping the Republic in the last episode so now it makes sense that they'd actually be talking with the totally the republic yeah so but it does make you wonder how did how did dooku know that was gonna happen well, throwaway yes, line about spies there so oh yeah yeah soromon's eyes are uh yeah <laughs> oh sorry wrong character yeah wrong franchise but i like the reference Yes, yeah. Well, one of the thing one of the things that's really enjoyable about this uh this episode is Yoda. Um and getting to see Yoda, like I think it it works well because we see him in Attack of the Clones and he actually gets to be you know the the great warrior that we've always heard about, you know, fighting Dooku using his lightsaber. And so this is kind of a nice continuation. Yeah, it's a, of that it, aspect it, of the character. It totally yeah, is, and, it, me. and it's a step forward too for the character because now he's he's kind of like the leader of the the little clone troop too. And he's like, okay, you guys, yes. chill here. You'll know when to jump in. You'll know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and that just adds a little a little nudge forward for for the Yoda character. It's like not only is he a great Jedi warrior, but he's also a good leader, and you start to see that a little bit. You know, in battle. Mm-hmm. You know, going off of what Kat was saying, it always annoyed me how the Clone Wars movie poster, like the merchandising for it, yeah, has Yoda front and center with a lightsaber yeah. out. Like he's, they really made him seem like he was going to be have a much bigger Starring role. Starring role, yeah. Exactly. But he was just kind of there as a messenger and then, okay, bye. <laughs> so, so I can see why they would maybe start with this episode. So... You know, because we've seen Obi Wan and Anakin and whatnot in the in the film, so mm-hmm. let's you know that's let's a get to Yoda now. Really good point. That is a very is. very good point. Thank you for making um, it. <laughs> so uh, it, it's still 
kind of wonky for me because like yeah you guys have been saying it it, it it always felt like we started in the middle of something and we and we did mm-hmm. we started in the third act of this uh longer <laughs> not third act but you know we started in the middle of something um but I, I do love that i love the yoda focus he's one of my favorite characters and he's always so serious and just mm, yes you know serious jedi talking backwards i am mm-hmm. But here in this episode, he was totally just like enjoying himself to a degree. Yeah, you know, he's he's giggling. He's just like being quirky. Like, yeah, I don't worry. F you, I do. Yeah, remember they are. It's like hell yeah, man. And yeah, I, I love that. I I love how the the clone troopers are like. Do you know what he's talking about? And they're like, ah, eh, Jedi. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> above you know, our and, pay grade. Um, it's, it's the clones. Uh, I'm like, again, watching these clone episodes, it's just. You know, it's a part of the series that I've... It's the characterization of these clone troopers that I've grown to love in this series. You know, that moment in the cave is just, you know, beautiful. And it just kind of, like, encapsulates, like, the Clone Wars at its best, I think. It's these smaller moments that you get with these characters. You know, this was, like, what, a two-minute scene in the cave? And Yoda's just Mm -hmm. laying down some wisdom? Yeah. Making them feel, like... Teaching, you know, people yeah. teaching, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I, that is, I don't know. For me, that scene just felt so Star Wars for me. Yeah. Like I got Empire Strikes Back uh, flashbacks, but in a lighter tone. Yeah, I, yeah. I totally agree. And it just and, makes Order sixty six hurt that much more. Uh, yeah. No, I try not to think of that. <laughs> well, and I love how you know each each clone gets recognized individually Mm -hmm. and you know they even make the comment like oh well you know we're all the same you know there's not much to see underneath the helmets you know because we are all we're all the same and you know yoda poo-poos that right because obviously you know they're all they all have different aspects that they of you know of who they are of their training of what they're proficient at and so which totally you know, even, goes along with exactly what I was saying about the clones just an episode ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, Yoda, you stealing my thoughts, bro? <laughs> <laughs> he is a Jedi master. That's true, yeah. Um, the, the episode just had this overall adventure feel to it, and that's mm-hmm. that's what most that's what Star Wars should be. It should feel like this swashbuckling adventure and this episode totally had it so do you think if they would have included this episode into the clone wars movie somehow that the movie would have been a better movie well because it it would give you that yoda on the poster that you were looking for maybe moments like the like 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 what we got in this episode Mm -hmm. but trying to piece it together into the movie. Well, or... you, you take out the Jabba's baby slug <laughs> stuff and replace it with the last two episodes. You get a little, uh, get a little bit of that toy Darian, uh, lead up. You get some Jar Jar in there for the kids. And then you follow <laughs> it up with some Yoda with a really good Yoda episode. I just yeah, think that, I think that, that would have made worked. that would have made the Clone Wars movie a whole lot better because you get more clones at the end too, and it's yeah, the Clone and more Wars is always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think thought. watching the series the second time around, I'm 
maybe even more in love with the clones and so like, yeah. No. yeah same here <laughs> don't make don't make me sad guys i know i'm gonna get sad um that has been my the biggest surprise for me watching it again and in, in order just like dang all these clone episodes that i didn't appreciate back in the day i'm like i'm really enjoying them like a lot yeah right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously you know but I've, I, I've, I've got a friend that um cosplays he's in the 501st as a clone trooper mm-hmm. you know oh, and has, cool. had his, has had his armor for a few years now and and you know has shown stuff on how he made it and how he weatherized it and all this stuff too and i always kind of went to myself why the hell does he want to be a clone you know I and mean, wouldn't you rather be <laughs> you know, kick-ass stormtrooper or or you know at at pilot something like that and i it always struck me why does he want to be a clone the series really answers that and the more you watch the clone wars series the more you're like man i love the clones i would totally mm-hmm. cosplay as a clone yeah yeah so joe that's for you <laughs> um one thing this episode had that I'd forgotten about also was the uh the battle droids. <laughs> Which oh God. for some reason for some well, not for some reason, for a particular reason, uh are I usually find horribly annoying. Just like why? Why do they have to talk? Um, can't you just be quiet? But I actually found it I actually found them to be pretty humorous in this episode. Um, which I think kind of goes along with the swashbuckling. Let me tell you why you're wrong. Hmm? (laughs) Yeah. I, I just like, there's one part where one of the droids is like, Oh, it's my programming, you know, after he's done something, I, you know, missed a shot or done something that he wasn't supposed to do or that didn't work out. It's like, Oh, well, it's my programming. And it's just like, (laughs) Uh, I think, I I think it, it was funny. a bit too much in this episode. Oh, like really? The, uh, Battle Droid humor, you know, it's all right. I'm okay with it for the most part. But it was, it's one of the, this is one, it's one of the few uh, downvotes I give this episode. The Battle Droid humor was just a bit too much. I mean, last week we saw them overwhelm and silently take down a Jedi Master and his clone companion. But this week they were just straight up Jar Jar level <laughs> comedic relief. <laughs> I said, stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. It's like, it was, uh, you know, it's funny. I agree with you, but I think, I think they pushed it a bit too much. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, the, the battle droid humor has really never been one of my favorites, I guess. But for whatever reason in this particular episode, I don't find it to be egregious in, uh, in its use, um, personally. Although, Certainly, it always kind of tends to go over the top a little bit. I would agree with that for sure. <laughs> and I, I like Yoda just being lighthearted the whole time, kind of help balance that out a bit. The, the episodes, it's a it's a very light episode. Mm-hmm. Even when it gets kind of dark at the end with Asaz trying to uh, kill the uh, kill the king. I mean, yeah, Yoda's just there, like uh uh uh. Oh, that's cute. You think the <laughs> you think he can sit? Nah. Oh, let me see those. <laughs> you know, it's it's a very light episode overall. So, I could I could see your point where why the battle droid humor would wouldn't be wouldn't seem like too much in this one. 
And I, I like that they use all the different kinds of battle droids in it, too. You know, you've got the the regular B-1 battle droid. You've mm-hmm. got the uh, the B-2 super battle droid. The droidicas, you know, the, um, um, what are they called? The uh, destroyer droids. The, the rollers, I think they call them in this episode. Yeah. yeah. All, all different waves, you know. And... Uh, <laughs> And I think it's all the it's, different toys you could buy. Totally, yeah, totally. And I, I think it was cool to see all that in in one episode and the way they defeat all the different kinds. And um, it was just fun. Um, the B two, by the way, the super battle droid, the one with the little rockets on the wrists. Mm-hmm. I never liked that as a Star Wars. No droid. I agree. It just doesn't look Star Wars to me. They feel too Cylonish, totally, right? Totally, like yeah. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah. They the just kind of have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but Adrian, you mentioned you mentioned one of my favorite parts of this episode earlier is at at the end when when Yoda and the clone troopers actually get to Asage and yeah. uh, King Katunko, and she's going to kill him, and Yoda's just like, nah. Nah. And like she can't even move her lightsaber blade, yeah. and then yeah. so utterly. And oh then, my gosh, and, that was cool. But then what's even? But then what's even cooler is like he turns them off. Yeah, using yeah. the force. Yeah, and like she's just so powerless mm-hmm. against him. Like it, it kind of shows you, like you know, Yoda's kind of this very unassuming, as we you know saw and see in the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, he's always been that way. You know. He's, you know, always been this kind of unassuming, like, easy to underestimate. And, you know, it's really telling in this episode that Asajj is like, oh, Yoda, you know, whatever. He's old. He's little. You know, we can, my giant droid armies can easily destroy one, you know, one measly Jedi. And then he's just, like, strolling up like, nope, I'm going to say you're done. And she, like, is completely powerless to stop him. And so you kind of just get, like, that very little hint of, like, the depth of Yoda's powers in, a, you know, in addition to deflecting blaster bolts and yeah. being able to think strategically. It's like, no, he could actually, like, if he were to, like, go to the dark side and be, you know, like, all out, you know, Yoda would be, Yoda would be taking everybody down. He'd be you know, there'd be nobody left. With. <laughs> and I'm sure you you both probably noticed the same thing too that I'm about to mention um as we were watching this episode um speaking of uh Asajj um three times in this episode a a clanker refers to her as supreme leader. Oh yeah, yeah. I was going to be <laughs> I was totally going to yeah. Three yes. to, not just once, three separate times. <laughs> they call her Supreme Leader. And I'm like, Ventress is Snoke. Yeah. <laughs> they have the same head. My God, you've done it, John. You've cracked it, man. Oh, I have That's to what say. It is. They call her Supreme Leader. <laughs> I have to say the very same thought crossed my mind while I was watching this episode. I was like, oh, oh, Ventress is Snoke. <laughs> Ventress is Snoke. Suddenly it all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Same haircut. Is Snoke. Totally the same haircut. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ventress is Snoke and she's a punk. funny. Right. 
Snook is a punk. <laughs> yeah, I just. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. I'm glad. I'm glad your guys' mind went to the same place. Totally. Oh, yeah. I totally. was totally thinking that too. I, I knew. I knew when I was watching. I'm like, who's going to be the one to note it, to mention this first in the podcast? Because I knew we. There's no way. When, once going by, okay, maybe we could have all missed it. Twice? No, no. I think we noticed that one. Three times in the episode, they call her Supreme Leader. And it's like, yeah, somebody's going to be the first to mention it. I hope it's me. <laughs> well, there you, well, there go, you man. go, John. <laughs> yes, no, I, I was, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. And then it had me thinking like, oh, is this where they got it from? You know, they they were someone was going back through the Clone Wars and like, oh, Supreme Leader, let's use it, that. It makes you wonder. And it also makes you wonder if Snoke has somebody that he reports to. Because obviously she does. She has Dooku. Yeah, maybe. And so I, you can be called Supreme Leader. And still report to somebody higher up the food chain, too. In theory. It's <laughs> her ego. She probably just told her droids to yeah. refer to her as a... Call so. me Supreme Leader. <laughs> you know, speaking of Asajj, speaking of the Supreme Leader, um, there's a lot of points in the episode where she's trying to be intimidating, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a small one with the lightsaber, and she pulls it out, and the droid's kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh-huh. You know, I, I I didn't get the point of trying to intimidate the droid with her saber, right? Right. But it also got me thinking, uh, whenever she's fighting Anakin or Obi-Wan, Anakin always just, just kind of snarky with her. Obi-Wan flirts with her. Um, Dooku just kind of puts her in her place. Mm-hmm. Has she ever, other than Ahsoka, or maybe a few clones, has she ever really uh, intimidated anyone before? Oh, and Master Luminara in that one episode. Yeah. I guess. yeah. Well, there you go. Just it, you answered your question. <laughs> yeah, I, that's yeah, it. I guess. Except for all <laughs> the characters in the show, has she really done that? <laughs> I mean, everyone always just takes her as a joke. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I, and I, I think she's intimidating. I mean, I I would be intimidated one, if I ran into her. One thing that that I hate worse than just about anything is when somebody tries to intimidate me, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I would hate her in real life working alongside <laughs> her and her trying to be all snarky and put me in my place and all that stuff. I mean, if she were a dude, I would <laughs> say, I'm, you know, this guy's going to get a bloody nose. <laughs> if I had to, if I had to work with somebody like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just I can't stand that in people. Um, so maybe that's why I'm a Jedi and not a Sith. I think I think part of the problem with Asajj is that, like, it to me it seems really clear that like she's just trying so hard to prove herself. Like she's almost the anti Ahsoka. In a way, hmm. um, I mean, you know, not not quite, but um, 
you know, like it's clear that she's trying to like prove her mettle against Yoda, you know, the greatest and wisest of all the Jedi masters. And she's just throwing desperately, you know, wave after wave as he keeps, you know, interrupting her plans and she can't make anything happen and is clearly getting more and more frustrated, but, you know, desperately trying to, to prove like I can do this, you know, I'm strong enough. I can make it happen. Um, yeah, know, she's clearly, clearly outmatched, you know, and, and, yeah, and, and, it's and just struggling like in this episode. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I think part of that is just like the imbalance, right? Because, you know, it's Yoda. Like, she's not going <laughs> to, she's not going to defeat Yoda. Right. Um, even, you know, aside from knowing that, you know, he'll he'll go on to the original trilogy, but like, there's just no way, like she's not powerful enough. Yeah. You know, maybe Dooku would put up more of a fight like he do- did in attack of the clones, but well, even then in attack of the clones, he was just on the defense the whole time trying to keep up with them, which made that line. Unfortunate. I wasn't there myself. You know, my old master, it's like, dude, what would, what would you have done? You would have done the same thing. You would have said you did that in Attack of the Clones. What Asajj did was the same thing you pulled in Attack of the Clones. You made a distraction that made Yoda have to use the Force to save other people to escape in the same type of ship. No yeah, way, so. no kidding. You're right. You're totally <laughs> that, right. That's where she, that's where she learned it from. Yeah, yeah. That's a total Dooku, uh, Dooku. handbook move right there. Pulled the she Dooku. pulled a Dooku. Yeah. So I was like, dude, you're talking smack. You're you're a hologram right now. <laughs> you you get caught by a drunk pirate later on. Chill the hell out. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, can't wait for that. Um, yeah, I love that episode. <laughs> so yeah. great. But anyway, um, <laughs> I just yeah, I think I think the other part, the problem with I had with the, with Ventress is that. Everything, you know, it's just like she tries so hard. Like, it's almost a little too much. Um, Maybe because she is, like I said, trying to prove herself to Dooku. But it's like, oh, girl, just just ease off. You're being... It's way too much. Just pull it back just a little. Like, kind of veering into that hammy villain territory. Yeah, I mean, she's a little bit bit. of that, that, you know mustache twirling sinister (laughs) cartoony villain you know little over the top but i mean as we as they flesh out her character in in the series going forward i mean obviously we've all seen it and we know the the way her character goes and the kind of upbringing that she's had Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's been her whole life is trying to prove herself yeah. And so, it, you know, it's in, in some ways, yeah, it's the mustache twirling villain. But in other ways, it's just being true to the character as well. See, for me, I didn't think there was a character up until uh, she stopped being the mustache mustache twirling uh, villain. Yeah. Before, whenever Ventress showed, showed up, that was all she was to me. Just like, all right, uh-huh. how are they going to defeat her this time? Or how right. is she going to escape No, this you're time? right. She was She's Dooku's... Guard dog, you know, lap dog, more like it. right lap she dog, totally. Well, no, she she got into her scraps, and she was a formidable lightsaber yeah. opponent. With well, yeah, she she could hold herself up to to Anakin and Obi Wan a little bit, you know, be a little bit a of little a challenge. Bit. 
um, but clearly outclassed against Yoda. Oh yeah, yeah. by a long shot. But but even then, even then, you know, she never really contributed much to the plot. She was always just there as a deterrent for you know the protagonist of that episode. Totally, yeah. You know, she's a made, she's a made up the character. To, stuff came up, right? And that's when her character got really interesting. That's when I'm like, I like yeah. this character because yeah. she's actually interesting to well, me. She's you know, they, developing. They, they they gave her some backstory. They gave you a mm-hmm. reason to really, to really, not like her so much, but sympathize with her a little bit. Yeah, and you see can, where she's coming from. Yeah, and you can you can now you can look back after you see those episodes, and we'll get to them at some point. You can look back at her character <laughs> and go, okay, that's why she's the lapdog. Yeah, she's been yeah. trained like that her whole life. Yeah, God, it's such a sure. tragic character. Now that we're breaking it down like this, that's cool. But we're also jumping uh, ahead too. So let's we just, are. Yeah. We are way ahead. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so much. It's it, once you see the series, it's kind of hard not to <laughs> jump around and jump and, back and yeah. forth. No, and be you're like, well, but. But when this happens, right, like, that's exactly. really cool. Yeah. And, you know, then it makes sense, like, you know. Sure. What happened in this episode so earlier on? Um, another part that I kind of liked was in the beginning when Yoda and the clone troopers are coming to the moon and the separatist forces are already there. And they're like, you know, Yoda's like, oh, I've, I've got to, you know, you guys need to leave, but I got to get down to the planet. And they're just kind of like, uh... No, and he's like, they, you know, they'll just shoot down your escape pod, and he's like, well, launch all of them, and yeah. then you know, you kind of get the scene where they're they're heading down, and the other pods are um, being being destroyed, but you know, Yoda's ensuring through the force that they they don't get hit, and it's just kind of a nice little. <laughs> the clone troopers are probably sweating bullets. Like, are we gonna make it? <laughs> I don't know. Is that what it was? Yoda was using the force to keep the pod safe. That's what I think. I I totally picked up on that too. That's that's what I felt. I mean, because you kind of get like you know the pods falling down towards the planet, you know, into the atmosphere, and, you, and they're the all blowing up, up in the one ships, after the other, and and they're kind there's kind of like that pause. Where no, yeah, he 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 looks like he's focusing on something. I'll give you yeah. that, but I I'm still trying to decide like if that's what was actually going on in, in my head canon. He's using the force. He, I'll, I'll take it. I'll buy it. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> what I thought he was doing. Altering um, the path of the of the pod somehow, just in the nick uh, of time. Deflecting the laser bolts, right? Speaking of the moon, I mean, I I I love that environment. This like barren coral reef. Oh my god! Of- yes. Yeah, totally. So cool. Yeah. No, it's I like Yoda I said was, it himself. This place is beautiful. I was but- going to bring that up. It, it it exactly is like underwater above water. <laughs> <laughs> it's gorgeous. No, totally, and it's like that's. I I just I really love the design of that. Uh, of that world that it's a moon. I think it's just a nameless moon that they just kind of agreed to meet at. Um, I think it has a name. Does it? Um, I didn't catch it. Yeah. I, I don't know if they use it in the episode. I think it's got one in the, 
uh, Star Wars databanks slash Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, but no, I agree that the way that the the planet, the moon was rendered is really really cool. Um, I like the the coral. So the moon is called Rugosa. Rugosa. Um, and it's a neutral moon not far from Toydaria. So either in the Toydaria system or close to the uh, Toydarians. But but a beautiful moon is a beautiful yeah. moon. And it, yes. and it reminded me that okay, uh, you know we've 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 harped on the animation in season one a little bit. Um, in previous podcasts, but this was an example of season one doing it right because that they nailed that planetscape in the whole time. Yes, um, the whole cool. time too. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you guys: Does anyone happen to know if this episode was one of the later ones they produced for season one? Because you know they produce all these things out of order, right? And they just put them in the you know they know the order they're going to be broadcasting, but production is like crazy. And like John's saying, you know, the it was rendered beautifully. The animation wasn't wonky like in some of the uh, other uh, season one episodes. It right. makes me think that this episode was one of the later produced ones for this season. It probably it was. For a story. Um, that is a really good question. And I do not know. Um, yeah, but I don't I, either. I do agree. I do agree that I think the the rendering, the animation for this episode is is really fantastic, which um so okay, I can answer your question. Thanks Google. Mm. Um that this was actually the 8th episode that was produced even though it was the first one that aired. It was the 8th. It was actually only it was the the 8th in terms of production. Um, so, so not, not towards the end of square season in the one, middle, but yeah, but mm. you can definitely tell even, you know, even only eight episodes in that things are getting better. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, maybe it has to do with the particular story, um, and what they had to focus on. You know, compared to some of the other episodes, which also worked in its favor, but yeah, I agree. I I think I think the animation is getting stronger in this particular episode, for sure. And then it's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! You have lost. <laughs> It picks it picks back up. It picks back up. But yeah. though we'll we'll see a dip. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. And it won't be in don't the mirror. Scare, don't <laughs> don't scare them off. Uh-huh. So uh, overall, I think uh, we all really enjoyed this episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. I think I think I enjoyed this episode more having watched supply lines yes. right before because yes. i think it makes yeah, 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 much yeah. more sense as a duology coming after the clone wars movie compared to 
when you're just watching them by air date and you go directly to this episode from the movie and it feels very jarring. And like you said, Adrian, like you're dropped in the middle of something and, you know, we're kind of flat footed because you're like, wait, what's going on? Why is this happening? And I think it works much better in context with supply lines. No, Absolutely. Like I said earlier, too, just because of the order, this is one of my favorite episodes now, despite the over-the-top battle droid humor. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. The The battle droid humor didn't bother me. Uh, the cool Yoda was everything about this episode. It was just really cool. And the Toydarian helmets again. There they were. <laughs> With that, oh, those are really cool, though. So you, I, I, We have very different tastes then. Because I think I think they're stupid looking with those with those really? those weird eyes and that fake bird beak. It's like some like stupid pigeon beak or something on it that doesn't cover the whole wow. nose of the thing. And, okay, so maybe and aesthetically. Here, so here you have the bird flappy wing characters with a fake bird snout. Now it's like, come on, <laughs> come on. Okay, so aesthetically, they're not to your taste. And I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm not necessarily looking to take one home for myself. Um, <laughs> but but I, I think it's cool that they can, you know, flip the goggles down and be able to, like, see up into the or out of the atmosphere. Um, I don't know. I think I think the... I think they're cool for what they can do. Maybe not necessarily how they look. Okay, how's fair that? enough. How's that? Fair, fair enough. enough. Yeah. <laughs> Let like me tell they you why you're stupid. wrong. <laughs> All right, but you gotta admit though, they got cool swords, John. I do admit that. Yes, that was a cool dagger or yeah. sword or whatever that mm-hmm. gave Yoda. Nice like, blade. Right. Yeah, that was yeah. that was pretty tasty. <laughs> I would take one of those home. Yeah, <laughs> but not the helmet. Not the helmet. It's like, who are you trying yeah, to be, before... Pigeon Man? <laughs> pigeon Man. Uh, just before uh, we wrap up here, I will say there is one bit of droid humor that I really... Well, two two parts. Okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking back to it, and like, there are two parts that I'm, I'm, I, I chuckled. Um, uh, the first, Earlier on, when Yoda picks up the super battle droid... Just kind of turns them around on the on the others. Oh, oh yeah, God. yeah. That made what, me laugh. What's funny yeah. is that that's like my least favorite part of the droid really? humor in this episode. Like I hated that. That was what was over the top to me. It's like really. <laughs> See, this I, I, is. I, I thought I, I'm having a malfunction here. Uh, <laughs> I'm on your side. No, it is totally over the top. But if you're gonna be over the top, <laughs> go I, all I, the I, way. I, I guess I guess I like that instead of the go way over stop. the top. Listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I also like that one droid that tries to make a run for it out of the tank, but then he just gets pulled right back in <laughs> during Yoda's rampage. Oh yeah, totally. I know what you're talking about. That was that was pretty funny. He's like trying to uh, bail, I, and Yoda's like, "Yeah, oh no, nope. we're not done here." <laughs> just see the green glow inside, right? Like, oh god, no, no, no. Or the one at the top of the tank, you can just tell his legs are getting chopped off. Yeah, it's like I just got promoted. <laughs> I, I didn't like the promoted line. But I did. I, I See, I the, liked that line. I yeah, totally I liked that. John. Now he finally gets to ride around in the tank and be safe, and he's not safe. 
Yeah. He's a droid. Droids don't get promoted. They sure get they do. In the, to a certain role and... Roll with it, Adrian. It's their version I of am a really promotion. I, 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 I said I, I like the scene. I, I like the game. <laughs> All right, okay. So those, those two bits I, I like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. Obviously, uh, yeah, the droid humor hits at different levels. <laughs> we should do a whole podcast about it. Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Disagree. Let me tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> all right, so so overall, uh, we we all agree this was a, a good episode, made better um, when watched in context and chronological order, uh, with supply lines preceding it. Absolutely. Yep. All right, and with that, uh, we'll wrap up this episode of Clone Wars Rewind. Please uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Force Fan Podcast. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the episode if you're following along and have anything you'd like to share or feel that we've forgotten or should have talked about or have strong feelings on battle droid humor and <laughs> <laughs> what you prefer or really dislike. Uh, and then tune in next week uh, as we'll talk about the first episode in the Malevolence arc, Rising Ooh. Malevolence. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we're there we're in order season one it's happening yeah <laughs> it's way Came more enjoyable this way <laughs> uh, so tune in next week for our review of rising malevolence and until then may the force be with you you